Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. Hi, my name is Suzanne, and I'm calling about a house that I lived in in Tucker, Georgia in the 1990s. And as I was listening to your show, which I actually just discovered today, I was thinking, what story could I possibly share about this house? Because this house had some very light incidents that happened, and then there were some extreme, terrifying, horrifying things that happened in the house. And I didn't, I didn't want to go in heavy. I didn't want to come in hot. So I was like, all right, well, there's this story, and then there's that story, and, and there's, okay, there's that story. And I'm, I'm trying to shuffle through one that I thought that would be interesting. And I landed on uh, just actually how we ended up moving into the house uh, when we had first moved. Uh, we're looking for a home. Uh, we saw this in the newspaper and we went to go look at it. It was in our price range, which made it appealing. And when we went in to look at it, it seemed like the house was, uh, and, and I would refer to it almost like an entity now, but at that time, you know, it was just a house. Um, but it seemed like the house was just showing us its best features, kind of like it knew what we were looking for, and that's where it shined. We noticed no, there were so many flaws with the house. There were so many things that, in retrospect, should have just been glaring, um, but it, it didn't. And we were just totally looking at this house through rose-colored glasses, and it really wasn't even that great of a house, which is, you know, another weird aspect of it. I mean, it was just nothing special, but like I said, it was shining on the uh, things that it knew that were important to us. I mean, for instance, that, you know, my husband had his own automotive repair business, you know, but this house had a detached garage that was huge and he could do his side projects in it and for me I was into the country 
uh, decor and stuff. And the dining room was, you know, that way. And my husband wanted a fireplace. And it had, you know, a fireplace. And it had a, you know, they had converted the back porch area into this huge master bathroom, you know, double vanity. My husband was gaga over that. But there were things about the house that were muted down that would have called attention to any prospective person looking at it. Um, and we found out later that it had been for rent for almost a year and nobody would move into it. And I felt kind of stupid uh, later because I've, al- I've always been sensitive. I've been sensitive since as long as I can remember having memories. And I know my husband's sensitive. He's had encounters um, throughout his early adult life, and then he had a very bad experience, and then just shut it down. He didn't want to didn't want to talk about it. Didn't want to have discussions about it. Just okay that it happens, but we're not talking about it. So you know, he wasn't. His alarm bells weren't going off because, like I said, it was almost like the house was casting a spell on us, and. I just didn't, I should have picked up on things, but I didn't. Um, but my toddler, I had a toddler at the time, my firstborn son, and he just hated it. He cried the whole time we were there. Um, he would go to the door and he would bang on the door, like knocking on the door. And I want to go home. I, and he would just cry and he was crying because we looked at it twice. And... Um, I just thought it was just some sort of anxiety. Like I said, it's almost like the house was putting us at ease and brushing away any concerns that we had. No, no way, no how we were we were getting into this house. It was going to have us, and so we ended up moving in. And, and during the process of you know getting moved in and getting squared away, my son continued to be unhappy and he continued to cry. And he was very upset and very distraught. He didn't want to sleep at night. He was constantly at the door, you know, saying that he wanted to leave. And and it, I just thought it was change anxiety. Um, but I started to see shadow cats in the house. And I don't, not one shadow cat out of the corner of your eye. And, and when I say shadow cats, like ghost animals. And I... I just thought it was just strange, the amount, not that I saw them, you know, because people have pets and pets die and, you know, they may hang around and I've had it happen over the years when we've had pets that have passed away. They, they hung around for a while and then they go, um, but there was just an, just a ridiculous amount of cats that were, you know, underneath this chair or on the couch or I would see slink around the corner. Um, just this went on all day and it went on the next day. And, you know, I said something to my husband about it. I said, there are ghost cats all over this house. I mean, they're everywhere. There's a lot of them. And he was just like, wow, that's unusual. And he was like, he likes cats, so it just really wasn't offensive to him. But, you know, he, de- he didn't want to talk about it any further. And so we didn't talk about it any further. Like two to three years later, um, and many, many things transpiring in the house in between, 
Um, he was in the backyard conversing with the the old ladies that lived next door. She had dogs, and we had a dog, and they liked to, you know, just do dog things at the fence. And we both had to, he had to go out to get our dog because um, he had jumped over into her yard, and, you know, they ended up striking up a conversation. And somehow another, they got into a conversation about the guy who lived in the house before us and what a horrible person um, this this man was and that he would, uh, he had a boat that he had parked in the driveway and he would uh, get drunk and he would get out on his boat and she believed that he was killing the neighborhood cats um, because apparently the neighborhood had a lot of cat lovers um, and they were outdoor, indoor, outdoor cats. And anybody who had an indoor, outdoor cat, um, slowly their cats just started disappearing over a quite rapid bit of time. And my husband is just sitting there going, oh, my gosh, he's, you know, having this flashback of this conversation while we were moving in and me telling him about all of these spirit cats that are in the house. And, of course, he didn't say anything to her. But, I mean, when he was hearing her talk about how horrible this guy was and uh, all the cats that had disappeared and she knew that he, you know, was killing these cats, and my husband is sitting there thinking, oh, yeah, he definitely was killing the cats because they're, you know, they were here when we moved in. And he came back from talking to her, and I was in the kitchen, and he said, um, yeah, I was talking to Miss Sarah next door, and she mentioned uh, something about the guy who used to live in this house before us. And you remember when you told me about the the shadow cats that you were seeing while, you know, you were unpacking and getting things settled when we first moved in? And I'm thinking, wow, that, well, that went from way back. I mean, because that was two, three years ago. And I'm like, yeah, because that's something I wasn't going to easily forget because of the amount of cats that I saw. And he said, well, I think, um, you know, she just told me that the guy that lived here before, um, she believed he was killing all the neighborhood cats. And he said it was just so random of a thing to reference about the guy that it was like a confirmation. He was like, and I just, I just felt compelled to come in and tell you. And I was like, wow, you know, I really appreciate the validation. Um, could you believe me a little bit more about some other things that go on in this house? And he was like, I don't want to talk about it. But that was um, that was one of the things that, you know, when we first moved in, I, you know, I noticed right away that there was a lot of spirit animals in the house. And then it just progressively got worse. And my son didn't settle in to the house until he was probably two. Um, he was very distraught until um, he made a friend, in air quotes, uh, that kind of turned things around for him. But there were many, many things that went on in the house, some very, very, like I said, terrifying things. But 
that house really sucked us in. And I know that when people watch movies and they see things like this happening and they're like, why don't these people move out of the house? We lived there for four years and we didn't have a way to, I mean, we were a young couple. We had a, you know, a small child and, you know, we just started a business. We didn't have the money to just, you know, pack everything up and find a new place and, you know, first and last months and all the utility switches. And, you know, my husband just refused to kind of latch on to the idea because he knew it was going to be daunting. He knew it was going to be very, you know, a big burden to move. Um, and until it started, you know, to impact him, you know, it really wasn't going to sway him to move us out of the house. He just knew that I was very sensitive and clearly, you know, our son was also sensitive, um, particularly in his innocence that, you know, as long as it wasn't dangerous that, you know, he just wasn't going to, we weren't going to up and move our life. If you want access to more Real Ghost Stories, become a premium subscriber to Real Ghost Stories online. Sign up now through Apple Podcasts and try it for three days free. Not on Apple? Go to patreon.com slash realghoststories or ghostpodcast.com.